Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people around the world in the potosphere, welcome to the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Producer Ian, hit it. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ. And this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me, as always, we got Keone. Hello there. It is I. You heard me at the start of this, and I'm back again. You can follow me for more of that type of stuff on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. Back at it again with the white vans. And Ryan is here. What's up, guys? You know, Twitter, R-O-K-K-O, Rocco, Rocco, Rocco. Daydreamer. Thank you guys for joining me. Today, we got a few things to go over in news. We got some start sick questions. We got our week two streamers and then our bus or ballers. So let's get into this news. These Giants. I forgot about the drop. I forgot about the drop. The Giants tight end Evan Ingram has been ruled out for Thursday night's game. So if you're planning on starting him, go find someone else. The good news is you got lots of time to find someone. Also for that game, running back Saquon Barkley is was still limited in practice all week long for the Giants and is questionable for the game. So, uh, you know, be be looking out for that. I think he plays. You guys think he plays? Yeah, played last plays. week. Yeah. Just uh, some concerns. He's still not at 100% yet. Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will not play on Sunday. Limited again. He missed last week. He will miss this week also. San Francisco 49ers running back Raheem Mostert announced he is out for the season. He will undergo cartilage repair surgery. It's about a six-month recovery. That's just rough for him. I mean, he's one of those guys that is often injured. He's really he's pretty good. He's fast, but often injured. The 49ers went and signed running back Carryoff Johnson to their practice squad, and then they claimed running back Trenton Cannon off waivers from the Baltimore Ravens. So are you guys looking at adding uh, Trenton Cannon or on Johnson? No. Not yet. No. Not yet. I mean, it is a Kyle Shanahan system, so they might get I some mean- work down the road, but... Not right now. Not enough, because you still have Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. So there's like, I feel the guys are that are going to get the ball. And the guy I keep my eye on, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson injured. He's going to be out for a couple more weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, but, I'm just. But whenever he comes eye. back, yeah, I feel you. Whenever he comes back, he's uh, been very productive in that offense. The Saints have now placed wide receiver Michael Thomas on IR. I don't think this matters too much. He was going to be out for a while anyway. They're just making room for other players to come onto their roster. Wide receiver Marquise Brown did not practice on Wednesday for the Ravens. I don't think it's that big of a deal. 
it's Wednesday, so it's a day that a lot of players do take off. This was not like a rest day for him, though. He is he is uh, banged up. Just something to keep an eye on. Also, running back uh, for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs did not practice on Wednesday. This is with a toe and ankle injury. He said before the season he was going to miss a lot of Wednesday practices, but this is uh, more than just a veteran rest day. Like I was saying, he is also banged up. And tight end Zach Ertz missed Wednesday practice with a hamstring injury. Same exact thing. More than a veteran rest day, he's banged up. So just something to to keep an eye on. Uh, Keep in your mind for later down this week. All right. That'll do it for the news for today. Oh, Michael Thomas also was added to the COVID IR. That's what it was. Not just a regular IR, just he was added to the COVID IR. So thank you for that uh, information, producer Ian. Let's move on to our start sit questions. So people send us in some questions. If you want your questions answered on the podcast, you can send the Send them to us on any social media, Instagram, day underscore dreamer media on Twitter, FF daydreamers. You guys can send, put them in the comment section on Apple podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We will answer those questions as well. The easiest way though, Patreon, become a subscriber on Patreon. We will be answering those questions. Absolutely. First, we will get to those questions right away. That's the easiest way. So let's get this started. First question of the day. Would you start Nelson Aguilar at the New York Jets or Jalen Rager versus the San Francisco 49ers over Terry McLaurin versus the New York Giants? And that uh, Washington football team, New York Giants, that is a Thursday night game. Keone, where do you, where do you land on this? Okay. Um, I don't like the matchup between... Uh, even though they had, even though Jalen Hurts did better than I um, thought he would do, so I have to give him credit for that. I don't like that matchup against the 49ers. I don't think it's going to be, you know, uh, a runaway, or, or, or I don't think they're. I think their defense is going to be like, hey, we can't let you know another team get 33 points again in garbage time. Um, so I think that's a really tough matchup. And then I really, I liked, I like Terry McLaurin, but. Heineke, that's my that's my issue, and it's a Thursday night game, so not a lot of room to work with there, um, and so that just makes me really hesitant. So I think I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar because the Jets are a terrible defense um, or not a very good defense, and I think that that just the chemistry chemistry between Mac Jones and his receivers are going to get better as time goes along, and. Um, so I'm a little bit of a Nelson Aguilar and Mac Jones truther now, I guess. Who would have thought? So I'm going to go with Aguilar begrudgingly only because of Tyler Heineke. All right. Um, I'm going to go with McLaurin. I'm still starting McLaurin. It's going to be rough sledding without Fitzpatrick. You're right. Uh, but McLaurin has proven his talent shines through no matter who is throwing him the ball. He finished as the wide receiver 21 with four different quarterbacks last year. I have faith in his talent. Absolutely. Uh, San Francisco with the whole Jalen Rager, they're good defense. I'm not, I'm not going to put my money on Jalen Rager scoring a touchdown, which is what he would need to outscore these other two players. Nelson Aguilar 
against the Jets. That could be a good play, but I'm not counting on him getting a majority of the target share every week. I think Jacoby Myers is the better receiver there. And so I count on Nelson Aguilar taking a little bit of a step back. And so I'm going to take the higher floor with Terry McLaurin, a guy that I know is probably the best wide receiver out of these three players, NFL wide receiver. So for sure that that's, yeah, I think we, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Ryan, who you got? Uh, Terry, uh, last, last year in the playoff game, uh, with high keys throwing to him six receptions on seven targets for 75 yards. I'm okay with that production versus Tampa Bay. I'll be okay with it on Thursday night. Maybe sneaks into the end zone. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I guess, uh, Majority rules. Sorry, Keone. We're going Terry yeah, McLaurin. That's fair. Yeah. I also I didn't look at the playoffs um, last year because I I, for, I knew they played together, but for whatever reason I couldn't find it. It's because they played in playoffs. playoffs. So that's that's on me. So oh. there oh. you go. All right. Second question: Nelson Aguilar again at the New York Jets or Corey Davis versus New England? Ryan, you want to start us off on this one? Nelson Aguilar. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want, you know, I don't want, yeah, I don't, I don't want Corey Davis, even though uh, their top corners out, the Patriots always have a good defense and isn't like Belichick's record, like undefeated against rookie quarterbacks <laughs> or whatever that stat is. They bring up every time they play a rookie. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh Nelson Aguilar. Keone, you're going with Nelson so, Aguilar, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be a, a broken record yeah. and go with Nelson Aguilar um, because I know Corey Davis got two touchdowns and he still did get a decent amount of receptions for like 97 yards. I think it was seven for 97 um, or targets. At least he got seven, Um, but he had 97 yards. So that's not, that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, you can't just rely on be like, Oh, he had two touchdowns. That's all he did. No, he still got almost a hundred yards, but that was against the, uh, the Panthers defense. So new England uh, is much better than that. So I think what, and also, you know, uh, the New England Bill Belichick always looks for somebody and he keys in on them. And so I think that's probably going to be Corey Davis just because who else would it be on the jets? So that's why I think, I mean, that's just adding more yeah. to the argument for Nelson Aguilar. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this one is super close for me. Their stat lines looked a lot. This very similar in week one, both had seven targets, both five receptions. Um, Corey Davis had, couple more yards and that extra touchdown really put him over the edge. Aguilar ran 85% of the offensive plays, which was second on his team, while Corey Davis ran 89, which was first on the team. Jamison Crowder is set to come back this week, though. And so I think while Corey Davis will still probably be the number one on the team, Jamison Crowder will take targets away. I think I'm going to lean with side with you guys. Go Nelson Aguilar here. All right, next question. Miles Gaskin versus Buffalo Bills or Ezekiel Elliott at the Los Angeles Chargers? Did you uh, a question for you quick. Uh, yeah, did someone yeah. send you this or did you make or did you make this no, one? No, this one is sent sent to me. I whoever is in this guy's league, I just want need you to go, go get Zeke, bruh. Just go trade for him yeah. right now. Uh well, Zeke struggled in week one. He had eleven <laughs> carries for thirty-three yards and only two receptions, finishing as the running back forty-four on the week. And Miles Gaskin really impressed. 
carried the ball nine times, 49 yards. That's 5.4 yards a carry and had five receptions for 27 yards, putting him at the RB 26. But that's kind of the thing. That line was Gaskin really impressing. I mean, he led the Dolphins in a committee backfield. He got 54% of the offensive snaps and 39% of the carries. He's Gaskin is a really good RB2. But if you're putting him up against Zeke, I'm taking Zeke every single time. He's, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott played 84% of the snaps and 61 and had 61% of the Cowboys carries while his backup, Tony Pollard, only played on 24% of the snaps. Ezekiel Elliott is still the running back in Dallas that they are going to. It was a rough week one, but that front that front that Tampa Bay has is probably the best in the league, maybe top, definitely top three, if not the best. So I have faith that things will turn around for Zeke. Ryan, I'm assuming um, you're going Zeke. With yeah, I think, I think, I think you summed it up pretty well. Also just the chargers um, allowed uh, Antonio Gibson to run for 90 yards and had, he had 18 yards in the air as well. So they're, you know, they're penetrable to, to, for lack of a better term. So I think Zeke's going to come back and um, like it was just, they didn't use their, um, they didn't use Zeke and a lot of other players to the best of their abilities in week one. And I think that has to get fixed. So expect that to happen. All right. I'll go in Zeke. Next question. Debo Samuel at Philadelphia or Adam Thielen at Arizona. Keone, who do you, who are you taking in this? So, um, Brandon Ayuk still doesn't seem to be ready with Shanahan saying, and I quote, he's been a little inconsistent because he's been in in and out with his injury and stuff ellipses. If he wants to be out there every single play, he's got to be a lot better than the guy behind him. So with that being said, that means leads me to believe for all intents and purposes, it's Debo's field minus George Kittle, but in the receiving, like the wide receivers, it's Debo Samuel. And we saw what he did last week. And I don't expect that to be much different. Um, I mean, Philadelphia is a much better defense as we saw than the lions, but still like he doesn't have very much competition besides George Kittle. So I think they can evenly share the workload. And so I think he's going to have a really good week and Adam Thielen. I don't think he's going to keep, I don't think he can have two touchdown games every single week. And Justin Jefferson's going to get the ball a lot, I think. So I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. Ryan, who you got? I have Allen Thielen or Adam Allen. <laughs> I got Adam Thielen one, uh, one spot higher in my rankings. Uh, I do think Debo this is a good match for both of them. Um, I really have nothing to say other than, Last year when the Eagles played, George Kittle <laughs> caught 15 targets. Well, had 15 targets for 15 receptions. They get they got blown up by him. Uh, I did have that 33-yard run, too. That was like the same way Debo does his like little quick toss type of run around the thing. Uh, yeah, I got Adam, I got Adam Thielen, though. Yeah. I think I lean Adam Thielen here as well. Debo did have nine receptions, 189 yards, and got in the end zone. Finished as a wide receiver three. Adam Thielen, on the other hand, had nine receptions, 92 yards, and scored two touchdowns, ending as the wide receiver four. 
Now, Debo is not going to be playing the lines every week. He's also not going to see a 46% target share. George Kittle is going to come around. Brandon Ayuk, while you're right, Keone, he's not there yet. He, I think he will come around. Those passes are going to go other places. He's not going to get almost a 50% target share every week. Likewise, Adam Thielen, not going to get in the end zone twice every week. I do think that both of these guys see a lot of targets this week, but we did just see the Eagles hold Calvin Ridley, a much better receiver than Debo Samuel, to five receptions for 51 yards. And this is just my bias, but I think the Cardinals and Vikings will have a lot of points to go around. It's going to be a shootout there. And so I'm going to lean Thielen. He gets in the end zone probably only once in this matchup, but Adam Thielen for me. Uh, to answer Ian's question, what is Ian's uh, question? I think it's would you would you start both if possible? Yes, I have them ranked 16th and 17th. I would start both. Yeah, I think you start both as well. I don't have uh, my full wide receiver rankings quite quite finished yet. Got some uh, loose ends to tie up, but as of right now, yeah, Debo and Adam Thielen starting both of them if I can. Keone, you agree with that? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Start, start both, both if you can. They're both. Yes, for sure. All right, next question. Jared Cook versus the Dallas Cowboys or Kyle Pitts at Tampa Bay? I talked about it on last Tuesday's podcast. If you guys listened, the Falcons offense disappointed me immensely. Kyle Pitts finished the day as a tight end 24 with four receptions for 31 yards. He did see 23% target share, which gives me a lot of hope for the future for Pitts and what he could be in the future. But against this Tampa Bay defense and how the Falcons looked on Sunday, I wouldn't count on it being this week. Jared Cook, on the other hand, was the tight end 15 and looked good in this offense that has a lot of playmakers. He's not going to be top. Like Kyle Pitts is probably going to be second. He could even lead the team in targets. That's not going to be Jared Cook's game. He's going to get his seven targets, five receptions, 50 yards, and you're hoping that he gets in the end zone. I mean, he did see 17% target share last week, and he has a really good shot at getting in the end zone, especially in this Cowboys-Chargers game, which, again, should be a shootout. Keone, who you got? I have Jared Cook as well because, again, like you said, the Atlanta offense just it didn't seem like it was there, and then they get an even tougher matchup going against Tampa Bay. So that's just two strikes against you. Um, and then Jared Cook, I think he's going to be a good portion. Like he's going to be a pretty good part of this offense. And um, Herbert's going to score more than he did because he only had the one touchdown in the first week, but he's going to score more. I mean, he probably should have had two and I'm not going to go about <laughs> that fumble thing again, but still that team is going to score more, especially against a, t- a team like Dallas. So I think, um, yeah, I, I say Jared Cook okay. as well. Ryan? I think Herbert throws a four touchdowns versus Dallas. I'm going to go with Cook. Uh, the one thing I would say about the land offense while I was watching is that their guards and centers are not very good. And when you have Vita Vea and Sue in the middle, it's going to be hard to get anything going. Uh, hard grave, defensive tackle, two sacks, six quarterback pressures. Uh, and I'm going to say Vita Veda, Vita Veda and Sewer are better than Hargrave. So, yeah. All right. So. Yeah. They look like a monster. They're going to eat them alive, yeah. I think. 
All right. That'll do it for the start sits this week. Let's move on to our week two streamers. All right. Who are some streaming options at the quarterback position, tight end position, and the defense this week for you guys in week two? Hey, guys, you guys want to run through the quarterbacks first? See who we got? I'm down. All right. Did you either do either? All right. Yeah. Let me know who your quarterback is, Ryan. Uh, Tay Dripwater, uh, 9.4% owned in uh, sorry, rostered in leagues. Uh, he's playing Jacksonville, and I just wanted to show you guys some of the cool stuff I found out about that game for the Texans. A lot of records broken, actually. Uh, scored 37 points, making it the highest week one point total in franchise history. Posted 27 points in fran- uh, the first half, tied for the fourth highest scoring first half in franchise history and teams most since 2017. Gained 450 yards, uh, tied for the largest week one total in franchise history. Um, and then won the time of possession battle, 35 to 24. The team's largest time possession margin since holding the ball, uh, 35 to 30, or 35 against Oakland in 2019. The Jags defense sucks. Dripwater played pretty good last week against a better defense than the Giants. I think he plays well again. Um, that's my sneaky guy of the week. All right. I like it. Uh, my quarterback streamer for this week is going to be Kirk Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings. Last week, Cousins threw for 351 yards and two touchdowns against Cincinnati. And he completed 73% of his passes. This week, they play a much better defense in the Arizona Cardinals. And Kirk and this Minnesota offense are going to have to step it up in week two, this passing game especially. This game should be high scoring. The Cardinals should come out on top. But Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and even Dalvin Cook in that passing game, they're going to have to be throwing it to stay alive, to stay in this game. So I'm taking Kirk Cousins. Keone, who is your QB streamer? So I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield um, because I think he looked pretty good against the Chiefs. I mean, he had over 300 yards, um, which is nice, especially since, you know, that was one of the things like I think we talked about a few times last year in terms of Baker Mayfield is like, can he get like past that 300 yard threshold? And he did. And unfortunately, he had no touchdowns. I think that's the big thing. Um, they did it pretty much all on the ground. But I think this week uh, he can fix that against uh, a not good Texans defense. Like I think, I think that the Texans looked the best they're going to look all season. And I think in Sunday the Texans are going to wake up coming. You know feeling good about themselves and they're going to wake up and expect to uh, have some steak and eggs for breakfast, but uh, they're going to, they're going to get a, just a big pile of Brown on their plate, you know, big steaming pile of hot, solid Brown all over their plate comes Sunday morning. And uh, let me tell you, it's not going to taste good. And that's going to be courtesy of Baker Mayfield. Uh, can you tell me what it tastes like? You seem like an um, expert. I would love to know <laughs> what does it taste like County for your adult palate? Uh, nope, not, not, not gonna come. Not good. <laughs> I think that's a... just bad. It's gonna taste bad. bad. All right, Baker Mayfield. All right, who are you guys' uh tight end streamers this week? 
Ryan, can you want to again? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, I got Adam Troutman this week, uh, 5.1% rostered. Uh, 42% of Jameis's completions last week were to tight ends. Um, again, like I said on uh, Monday's podcast, Adam Troutman outsnapped uh, Johnson 51 to 12. And Johnson just got lucky and got the two touchdowns. Uh, that's not going to happen every week. And I do believe that um, it's going to happen in Troutman. Also, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about how bad the Chiefs were against tight ends. Well, the Panthers are worse. They're in uh, top five in targets thrown to them uh, allowed and top five in receptions allowed and top 10 in touchdowns allowed and yards allowed. Oh, dang. So... I feel like Troutman's the, the guy you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, you covered it pretty nicely on Tuesday's podcast about, you know, Troutman is the guy that you want there. Johnson is not, even though he got the touchdowns. I think you laid it out really nice on Tuesday's podcast. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, Ryan did a great job there. My tight end streamer this week, Jared Cook. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Um, he only saw six more snaps than Donald Parham. Uh, the Chargers' other tight end, but Jared Cook was targeted seven more times. Like I said, he finished as a tight end 15, and but if he scores one touchdown, he would have finished as the tight end six. That's how close the tight end position is. So he just needs that touchdown. This The Chargers do play the Cowboys this week, and as we all saw last Thursday, the Cowboys' uh, defense is really, really not that good, while their offense is really, really good. Uh, this game should be a shootout with Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert at the helms. I expect Jared Cook to have a high possibility of getting into the end zone and producing those tight end one numbers for your fantasy team this week. Keone, your tight end streamer. Um, I hate to be repetitive, but I think this just kind of hammers home. I picked Jared Cook as well. Yeah. Because... Um, he, he got five of eight for 56 yards. And the only thing he didn't do was get in the end zone. Um, but that's not good. Like they're going to get in the end zone more. They're going to have to in this game. Also, um, the Cowboys defense, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is injured. So there's going to be more time for Justin Herbert to throw the ball. I would imagine. Uh, so I think that just only helps all that receiving core. Um, and I don't really might like very many other streamers this week, like, or what you would call streamers because all the good matchups, I think, um, they're, they're are, good tight ends. you probably have the, they're probably already rostered. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're good. Exactly. So, um, I think, and then, yeah, so that's why I chose Garrett cook because one, he's, I like him. And then two, I think the matchup is, is good and you can, you can play him. All right, Ryan, let's wrap it up with these defenses. Uh, for me, it's me, the Green Bay Packers, 22.8% rostered. Uh, the last two years, uh, Lions have been scored more than 24 points in the game versus the Packers. Uh, I'm going to also say the fact that they got destroyed and now it's a Monday night game. They can show the world like, hey, you know, that was cool. That was last week. We're to kick ass. So I think this becomes uh, a little bit of a dominating blowout last dance showing out type of thing on offense and on defense. I think it's be yeah. kind of bad. I think I agree with that. I am playing the new England Patriots defense. 
They are going up against the New York Jets this week. The Jets were bottom 10 in passing yards, bottom two in rushing yards, and bottom five in total yards. They were also in the bottom five in points scored. So this offense with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, they have a lot of growing pains. They they still have a long way to go. I think this New England's page. This New England Patriot defense is pretty good. I mean, they were 11th in points given up, 9th in rushing yards, 6th in passing yards, and 5th in total yards given up. They did only get one takeaway. Um, so if if they could get a, another takeaway, that would really help them out. They're not the greatest defense, as strong as they used to be, but they are. they will suffice, especially against the New York Jets. Keone, who you got? So I have the New Orleans Saints going against the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think they looked really good last week uh, against the number one scoring offense from last season, and they held them to three points. So that's pretty good. They also had um, three to- three forced turnovers and two sacks in the game. So they kind of backed it up as well um, on defense besides just the uh, – Packers offense having a bad game. And I know CMC is a little, is a little scary, but I'm also not that afraid of very many other people on that team. Um, Seeing as Robbie Anderson only had like the one catch for that touchdown. And so that was kind of like, I'm not too worried about that, but I think the thing with the Panthers is they'll maybe chip away, but it's going to be a bend, not break type of of game for the new Orleans defense. So I think it's a good matchup for them. All right. I agree with that. New Orleans is a pretty good defense. They looked really good against the Packers. That'll do it for the week two streamers. Let's get through these buster ballers. Bust. All right. Let's run through these. We're we're running kind of long on this podcast. I'll give you guys a player and you tell me if they will bust or if they will ball out in week two. Up first, Melvin Gordon from the Denver Broncos, the running back. Melvin Gordon went for 101 yards and scored a touchdown on the ground in week one. He finished as the running back six going against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, who gave up the fifth most rushing yards and the second most rushing touchdowns in week one. Is Melvin Gordon going to be a bust or a baller in week two? Baller. Keone, you shake your head. Yes. (laughs) Audio medium. (laughs) I say he's also... He's also, I know, he's also a baller because I think he just finds a way to break off a touchdown for and then get 100 yards. And, you know, that's just what he does. And Jerry Judy's not there, unfortunately, due to the injury. So there's more uh, receptions to go around. So uh, and I also think uh, Jacksonville made the Texans seem like a competent team. So that's that's their bad defense. That is true. I, I agree with you guys there. Baller. Next, Jonu Smith, the New England Patriots tight end. Jonu Smith had five receptions for 42 yards and finished as a tight end 18. He only played one more snap than Hunter Henry and got two more targets. The Jets were an average defense in week one, finishing 14th in passing yards given up. The Patriots only had five plays in the red zone, though, in week one, none of which went for a touchdown. But when they get down there, do you guys think that John o. Smith will be the target? If so, John o. Smith, bust or baller, week two. Keone. 
I think he's going to be a bust in the terms of that. He's just not going to ball out. Cause I think in order for him to ball out, I think he has to get at least around like 70 yards and a touchdown. And I just don't see that happening um, in this offense. And I know the jets are a bad defense, but I just don't see him getting to the level of being a baller. So he's a bust for me. Can I just say on the bench, just keep him on your bench. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's a so bust. I would, I would call that a bust though. Then if you, if you're not playing him, he's, I think you have to be, a, you want to play him. If he's a baller, you think he's going to be a top. No, bust bust it is. It is. Um, I do think he has a high chance at getting in the end zone against this New York jets defense, but I'll lean with you guys. Bust John o. Smith bus. All right. Last up. Julio Jones from the Tennessee Titans, the wide receiver. Julio Jones finished week one as the wide receiver, 78, with three receptions for 29 yards. He did play on 78% of the snaps, two less than A.J. Brown, and 11 more snaps than Chester Rogers, who was third on the team. This week, the Titans faced the Seattle Seahawks, who were 12th in week one in passing yards given up and gave up two passing touchdowns, which was... 11th in the league is Julio Jones a bust or a baller in week two Ryan Ryan says bust and I will agree with Ryan Uh, I think he's going to be a bust because like the the Titans offense just didn't seem to to be there and uh, I think moreover than that the chemistry between him and Tannehill is just not there yet Um, he missed half of his targets and so they're just until that chemistry is there and it's it's viable. I don't think Julio Jones is going to be a baller quite yet. Um, I would love this is one where I would love to be wrong about it, but I think he's going to be a bust this week. I agree with you, Kenny. Uh, I think when you play with the, the whole career with the same guy and then you switch over to a new team, you're trying to figure out your role. Uh, I felt like the whole Titans offense looked a little, you know, busty slow couldn't figure it out guys own way uh, that's why I All right. absolutely bust. i agree with that uh ryan agreeing with keone so bust and that'll do it for our bust or baller segment and that will do it for today's podcast you guys got anything to plug um articles check out the articles Where can they find that got one on uh, waiver wire we got a waiver wire out and uh then friday we're gonna have a matchups and start sits. So, all right, Brian, you got anything to plug? Uh, on Twitter, I'll be playing my stack of the week for DFS, but other than that, nothing else. All right. Yeah. Twitter, FF day dreamers, Instagram day underscore dreamer media, like, and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, tell a friend. It really helps. And remember, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs>